And hello and welcome everyone to a Comic Multiverse Commentary Edition match, but more importantly than that, a commentary as chosen by the fans, both on Twitter and on Patreon. Yeah, they chose this. Uh, it, w it was in a dead heat with this and uh, Dark Phoenix. So, uh, so you keep saying in your alternate <laughs> history. <laughs> hey, I, I saw the Twitter thread. Everyone wanted Dark Phoenix. The, 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 this, this vote was rigged by the Russians. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. But uh, in, in actual real reality, uh, the Joker movie will be coming out in theaters while I am away at con so i wanted to get something joker related uh, i gave people a lot of options i gave them the movie we're watching right now batman under the red hood as well as mask of the phantasm and killing joke and i think one other one and honestly i'm shocked this one won and i'm even more shocked to realize wait we haven't done a commentary on this already yeah i, I thought this would have been like one of the first we did since it's it's such like one that everyone likes and one that everyone says mm. that we should do yeah, I, I literally had to go back in the SoundCloud feed. I'm like, I'm certain we did this. But no, we actually did not do All right, so we're doing it now, everyone. But uh, yes, if you haven't ever watched a commentary uh, with me and Matt before, basically uh, we're all going to queue up our sound together in a few minutes, and then you're going to get to watch along with us. I don't know who the hell is texting me right now, but I guess they better <laughs> wait their goddamn turn. But uh, yeah, so the version of the movie Matt and I have in front of us right now is an hour 15.50, so uh, make sure that your version is the very same i will count us down and then when i say go we're gonna press start and we're all gonna get to enjoy it and even if you don't have a copy of the movie that's fine you can still listen to us as a podcast we promise it's just as fun it is all righty then so that's a five four three two one go all right, we are a second into it right now. And again, someone is still texting the shit out of me right now. There's there's the Warner Brothers logo, everybody. The old Warner Premiere logo. Yeah, it's been I guess this movie's almost like a decade old, isn't it? This was like twenty ten. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. The, the old the... DC logo, which I think is much better than that current one. Yeah, I kind of got to agree with that. Also, too, you know, this was... I, I missed the swoop, and I never thought I'd miss the swoop because I hated the swoop when it was new. <laughs> But then again, that's the history of DC logos in general. Me, you know, growing to like what I once hated. Yeah. <laughs> Man, remember these old DC animated movies, Matt, when they all had their own feel and art style and everything, and they weren't all so generic and they, all basically... They looked like the they same. had money put into them. Because they did actually have money put into them, unlike now. Yeah. Where it feels like you're watching unfinished TV pilots. Yeah, ones that were rushed out within like a week or so. They maybe were... Uh, now, the cool thing about this movie is that it's written by Judd Winnick, who's the dude who wrote the original Red Hood story in the comic. So he's actually adapting his own work, which is something they did a lot in DC animation when it started. They did. They, they kind of did a little bit of it recently uh, as well. Uh, they, they've gotten uh, more comic writers to start writing the movies and it's come out with various results. Where Straczynski some... did a good one. Yeah, some of them are really good, and then you get, like, really bad ones, like The Death of Superman, which was written by Peter J. Tomasi. Which is such a shame, because you know he can do better. That Constantine one was pretty good, actually. Yeah, that, was that written one was by really him. good. 
So, hey, here's John DiMaggio in his first and I think only time as the Joker. And he's a weird choice because DiMaggio is really more known for his comedy stylings. He's Jake the Dog in Adventure Time. He's Bender in Futurama. He's not the sort of person you would peg for the Joker, but he's actually just that talented. Yeah, I I, I don't mind his Joker and I'm surprised that he hasn't played him again. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's done him in something. Right. We just don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very unique take, for obviously, for a guy who is funny, but for a guy who can actually turn on the scary when he has to, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, I, I like to imagine that this Joker, in my own headcanon, probably is the Jack Napier type who started out as some sort of mobster before falling in the acid. Yeah, he, he feels like that. Like that. Yeah. Like how the character is designed as well. He's, he's guttural, less jovial. Mm-hmm. He feels like a street punk like he was at yeah, some point. Yeah. yeah. Not uh, not whatever Joaquin Phoenix is doing, and Matt and I have yet to see the movie yet. We're only going off the trailers. I'm, I'm sure since once this is out, I will have seen it, because it comes out, like, when, when this comes out, probably a day after. Yeah, yeah, you'll see it first. I don't know, I don't think that's a good thing this time, though. I guess we'll see. I mean, the early reviews are positive, but man, is the discourse around that movie shitty. Like, again, if it wasn't our jobs and if I couldn't write it off on my taxes, I'd be like, man, can I can I sit out on Joker? I really don't want to have an opinion on this. <laughs> I think we can all agree the real Joker in this situation is Todd Phillips, who won't <laughs> shut the fuck up about anything. He keeps proving how out of touch he is. Yeah, we're like, Keanu Reeves is white. No, he's not, Todd. Phil- Whoa. Whoa. John Wick's Whoa. the same as Joker, though he isn't. Uh, John Wick is an anti-hero, not a villain, but all right. You you do you, uh, maker of the Hangover movies. <laughs> also, Joaquin Phoenix, too, apparently walking out of interviews and shit when he doesn't like the question. <laughs> Geez, I'm sorry your clown movie is such important high art to you guys. <laughs> but you know what is actually pretty high art? This movie we're watching right here. It's literally art. It's drawn on paper. It is. And I think that 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 scene there with Batman on the motorbike is like the first time we've seen CGI in this movie. Whereas if this was like a current year, uh, DC Animation would be just full of it. Yeah. Again, they had more time. They had more money. This was a story I think they all really wanted to tell. And again, you know, the actual death of Jason Todd's story, even all these years later, is kind of, you know, mired in its own sense of controversy because they actually let the fans decide. (laughs) They let the fans vote if the bomb should kill Jason or not. And fans back in those days hated Jason with a white-hot intensity because he wasn't dick. And yeah, they (laughs) voted for him to die. Yeah, yeah. And as in my opinion, I think this is probably the only like decent Jason Todd story. Yeah, arguably. I mean, he's made some okay cameos in bigger events, but yeah, really, it's the story he died, the story in Lost Days, which I think was also Winnick. Up until then, I think they've just constantly gotten him wrong about what people found fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Once he became Red Hood, he just became Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just just the costume. Actually, no, wait, I thought of another good one, too. Uh, Judd Winnick again, because he was writing uh, Green Arrow, like, around the same time uh, that this story had gotten really popular. So he actually brought Red Hood over into Green Arrow. Oh, nice. And he made that a great story about sidekicks. And, you know, Batman and Green Arrow basically getting into a fight, being like, you're the worst mentor. No, you're the worst mentor. (laughs) 
oh, I forgot too, Batman in this movie is the premiere of Bruce Greenwood in the role who would get it again for Young Justice and actually continue to be recurring. Is he the one in Young Justice? I thought that was that other guy, the, um, what's his name? Jason Mara? Jason O'Mara? No, Jason O'Mara is the other animated movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that's what confuses me because he he voices him in like everything except Young Justice. Except for Young Justice and Greenwood's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jason Isaacs is in this. Jason Isaacs just got announced as playing Superman and Red Sun. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they definitely have their favorites, don't they? These uh, Andrea Romano in these animated movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrea Romano, perf- like, perfect at casting these voices. She's been doing it since the very beginning, since Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Yeah, man, what a what a cool opening title sequence too. This movie in general is just very cool. Yeah, remember when these movies had cool title sequences? I know when it seemed when they could actually put time and care into them. <laughs> also, you know, I, I don't think I'm going uh, too off book and going to blow too many minds by saying this. I think the movie is better than the comic story, mm-hmm. which is crazy, mainly because that story, the Red Hood story, is really freaking long, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of shit in there. There's like whole subplots involving Mister Freeze and yeah, stuff Onyx. that doesn't need to be in there. No, which, again, leave it to, you know, the guy who wrote the original comic to write this, too. There's his name, Judd Winnick, for being able to trim the fat on his own story, but well, actually keep, like, the impact. Even Judd Winnick says that, like, the film is a better version of his story. Yeah. And this is great, too, because, like, you could actually sit this movie down with someone who only has a working knowledge of Batman, and it really tells them everything they need to know. It does. It, it fills them in on everything, like, uh, Jason's story, like, mm-hmm. uh, his death, like, why he became Red Hood, all that stuff. It fills it in very well. The fact that there's more than one Robin, and mm-hmm. in fact, I showed this to someone uh, not too long ago who didn't know that Robin was a legacy character, and that idea blew their freaking mind that there's been more <laughs> than one. <laughs> And that a Robin could get all pissed off and want to kill Batman. (laughs) Again, very, very atmospheric here, taking the material seriously. You know, a meeting of the Gotham drug lords. Yeah. So did you know this film, the Joker was originally voiced by Powers Booth? Really? That would have been interesting. He was replaced wow that would again powers booth another actor who's all over these dc projects yeah it would be hard for me to not uh unhear gorilla grod <laughs> yeah yeah that that's true he would sound he would just sound exactly like gorilla grod it would be very hard to get that out of my mind now again red hood's costume i think another reason why he's so popular is that it's such a simple recognizable in silhouette costume yep yeah that that that's what i've always been saying everyone just loves the character for the costume the costume which they redesigned a bunch remember when he had a brown hoodie and remember uh well even now like what the hell is he doing now he's got like a suit and like a gas mask now yeah like a like a, a samurai mask sort of thing yeah but an actual red hood for the first time ever <laughs> an actual red hoodie <laughs> yeah he's had hoodies in the past but they've never been red they've always been no. like brown or black interesting so hey here implied decapitation 
but unlike in the newer movies where they would just show you heads cut off here, they actually show some restraint and want you to use your imagination. Which, in my opinion, is is better. It's like it, it's yeah. much more uh, what's the word like mature, effective. Yeah, because yeah. what you imagine will always be scarier than what you see. Exactly. Also, too, this movie not loaded with swearing either. The newer movies yeah. just kind of say fuck it and just like, yeah, we'll swear and we'll show blood and whatever. It doesn't matter. These aren't for kids anymore. Oh, no. Again, that, that goes – it's like they think that's mature. Like yeah. if we put swear word, we can actually make this rated R and it will cause mm. like controversy or something because mm-hmm. R-rated, R-rated cartoons, what? Yeah. Even though I don't think anything of these new animated movies have made any sort of stir in the last little bit because they've become so homogenized. Yeah. Yeah. Batman doing Batman things. I was just about to say that. (laughs) Real real solid pacing in this too. Real good Mm -hmm. three-act structure. It does, yeah. And for a movie that's like what? 70 minutes give or take yeah yeah it's just basically a long episode of like young justice or something yeah yeah which actually hey they're implying that they're gonna build up to seeing uh jason in the future of that Mm -hmm. show maybe in the next time jump yeah but he looks crappy yeah well well we only saw him in his ninja gear we don't know what he's gonna look like hey he'll probably look like that save money they won't design another costume for him we'll just we'll just reuse it <laughs> hey who worked on this brandon vietti who works on young justice brandon vietti <laughs> look it's not stealing matt if you steal from yourself <laughs> hey it's amazo yeah they worked in freaking amazo i like which amazo. again i like amazo too he's a weird elf man who can copy powers but he's also a robot <laughs> Which again, to talk about this movie that deals with a lot of very serious subject matter about death and loss and betrayal and everything, but it's also not afraid to have a Mazo in it. Yeah, yeah. I respect it for that. Where it's like, look, if you're going to tell a Batman story, use all facets of the DC universe. Yeah, we can have our superhero stuff in this drama. Yeah. And they make each other better and don't detract from it. No. Oh, Batman, you can't fight Amazo. You'll try. <laughs> oh, and that's uh, Neil Patrick Harris, yes, as uh, Nightwing? I believe so, yeah. His first and only time playing the character, I think. Yeah. He's pretty See, good. See, that is one thing, uh, and I know I've mentioned this numerous times, I, I wish DC would go back to this way of doing these animated movies where everyone had a different art style and a different cast and everything, but mm-hmm. I guess that's too expensive and too time-consuming. I guess so, yeah. Because you got interesting ones like this where it's like, yeah, let's get Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing. Why not? Interesting take on the costume, too. The blue is a lot more all-encompassing. Yeah, and it's, like, very Mm metallic-y. Kind of, it reminds me of the animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that one looked much more birdie. This one, you can barely make out that it's supposed to be an eagle on his chest. Yeah. Or whatever Kryptonian bird, because Nightwing gets his name from Superman. Technically, it's a whole thing. <laughs> oh, nice Terminator moment! Yeah. Quick, guys, drop him in some molten steel, or get a big pressure thing to drop on him. He's amazing. He can do anything. 
here's the part where Matt and I just end up watching the movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's cool. Uh -huh. It's like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Like, I haven't seen it a bunch. <laughs> They destroyed Amazo. This movie's great, too, because I just re remember now that it balances all sorts of villains. We get Amazo. We get Black Mask later. The Joker <laughs> actually becomes a villain, too, for the tail end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. And, yeah, they all work really well with one another. Raish is here again. It, it defeats that whole idea where it's like, no, no, no. You only got to have one villain in a superhero story or it gets too confusing. Yeah. I like that. I hope... Uh, I hope when they do the patents in Batman, I hope they're not afraid to have multiple uh, villains in one movie. Hey, rumor suggests there's going to be more than one. Yeah, and that Jonah Hill might be one. Yeah. Which I'm fine with that. If you've ever seen that movie War Dogs, he plays a villain in that, and he's quite effective. Yeah, he's creepy in that film. He's very creepy. He, he has a sinister side to him, Jonah Hill, that I think he's yet to show on film yet all the way. Yeah, he's shown it in places, but not, yeah, the whole whole way. Mm-hmm. Uh, covered in weird android blood. <laughs> it's oil, it's fine. <sighs> you know, oh. does does any street tough ever live up to what they say? They're like, you can never make us talk, man. Oh, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just one time I want Jimmy the non-squealer. He actually doesn't talk. <laughs> That's something they need to do in like the comics where like yeah. like 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 a criminal like mastermind in Gotham has like had his men undergo like interrogation like training to like uh resist it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Whisper Gang, that Scott Snyder invention, were cool. I think they were like a bunch of Ukrainian gangsters yeah, and the yeah. deal is they cut out their own tongues. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking metal. We haven't seen those guys in a bit, the Whisper Gang. Oh, I'm sure we will. Uh, that is once someone, like, re remembers them. I'm sure James Tynan will remember them. Oh, I'm sure he will. He remembers everything. Yo, so Red Hood with a sweet-ass taste in wheels. He doesn't have a Batmobile. Yeah. He's just got a wicked muscle car. It annoys me that it's blue, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Come on, man. Branding. Batman raised you better than that. <laughs> nah, see, that's the last thing anyone ever expects for Red Hood to drive a blue car. <laughs> Man, wh what do you think that design session was like? Okay, so I need a plane. It needs to look like a bat, and it also needs to be able to fire a grappling hook. <laughs> So I can catch up cars. Yeah, I, I gotta say though, the, the animation and like the CG oh, yeah. in this, like, cause this is a, this CG and stuff, it looks so much better than it does like now. Like How in is like that? the most recent Young Justice episodes and stuff. I know. How is it that it was better a decade ago? Well, the answer <laughs> is they put more money into it. That's why. Yeah. They had more time and more money. We're gonna be saying that a lot. <laughs> Oh, and I, I'm I'm disappointed he didn't like eject out like you do in like Arkham Knight and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, good job of getting you up to speed on everything. And hey, here's the origin of the Ace Chemical Plant. In case you're not, you know, familiar with every aspect of Batman's life. Yeah. 
Is and that Red the Hood. original Red Hood costume looks like the one from the comics. And even Batman is wearing his old Golden Age suit, too, in this little flashback. I like, Yeah, that, in all the flashbacks, they've had him, like, in in different costumes for, for the era that that part of the story takes place. Like, this this one's, like, the Golden Age. I think at the start, he had, like, the one he wore, mm-hmm. wore in, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. So much attention to detail from people who are really fans and really care. Mm-hmm. Now that's the supernatural guy too, as uh, Jason in Red Hood. Yes. Yeah, the guy. I, I, I'm sure you've probably seen it, but he for I think Halloween last year he dressed up as Red Hood, and he got like yeah, like a, an actual cosplay company to make him a costume for it, and it looked awesome. Yeah, he super loves this role, and apparently, even just outside the rabid supernatural fandom, people are always asking him about this movie. So I guess he did a pretty great job. Yeah, yeah, I. I I would I would like to see him in like a live action film. Yeah, he definitely infuses the character with a lot of pathos because I think as we've seen of decades of reading Scott Lobdell comics, it's really easy for Jason Hood to come off as whiny mm-hmm. and entitled yep. and kind of a brat. Yeah. You didn't save me, Batman. Fuck, fuck you, Dad. And again, again, it comes from from like like that Scott Lobdell era because he he did the worst with the character where he's he 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 just made the character the costume. And you so know, he has a even, cool costume, so people will like him. I, I don't need and, to actually write this character. And you know, and just so people don't think I'm, you know, dogpiling on Scott Lobdell, I'll even say even Grant Morrison struggled with mm-hmm. some of Red Hood's characterization when he brought him back and made him a redhead and gave him a. Uh, his little sidekick there, what was it, uh, Red Hood and Sin or Red Hood and Scourge or the one no one remembers. Yeah. Scarlet, uh, Scarlet was her name. Yeah, that that wasn't very good, but at, at least it was actually something happening with the character. At least it was a it, it was a pitch. His pitch was like, okay, what if Jason Todd was like a really, uh, what if we wrote him like a jilted child star, mm-hmm. basically? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, Batman stole my whole childhood from me. You know, I was out fighting crime. And you know, he made me dye my hair black to look like Dick and Tim, right? Yeah, like, make Batman, like, out to be this, like, creepy, creepy yeah. guy. And it's like, it's like yeah, that, that actually kind of works a little bit, but it didn't work in the long run. Mm-hmm. Which, in fairness, he kind of was when it started. That was, again, yeah, yeah. Grant Morrison doing, like, weird deep cuts to continuity and being like yeah you know his hair color was actually different when he first started then they totally changed yeah mm-hmm. uh, arkham, arkham asylum. asylum always looking looking suitably creepy no matter what era or what movie we're in He's very dry, this Joker, too. That's what I like about uh, DiMaggio's version of him. Yeah, I, I like his laugh as well. It is. It, it it doesn't feel like he's putting it on. It feels like a laugh a real person could have. It, it, it It's his actual laugh, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Make, go, go make J.J. DiMaggio laugh. I'm sure it'll sound exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Joker's like, oh, yeah, I used to be the Red Hood. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> And also in a minute, too, like, uh, when we find out that, like, after that, Batman didn't kill the Joker, but he did, like, break every bone in his body and leave him in traction. I'm like, ooh, so Batman won't cross the line, but he will, like, dance right up to it. Yeah, yeah, he'll dance on the line. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, and but... then Joker even knows to use that against him. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I, I like that part of their relationship. And I think it's something that should be explored a little bit more in the comics where, like, mm-hmm. where, like the Joker will push him to that and no, he won't actually ever do that, but will end up like, breaking bones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, Curse of the White Knight and White Knight kind yeah, of does yeah. that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, once you start picking at that scab, it's like, well, why doesn't uh, Batman just put all of his villains in traction so they can't cause trouble anymore? In fact, why doesn't he just sedate them? That's like, ah, and here's the slippery slope that we're all on now. That'd be funny. It's like, oh, it's, it's been a month. We've got to go back into traction. Yeah, really. <laughs> Every month he's just your... putting them in traction. <laughs> got to break all your bones again, where it's like, well, at that point, at what point is it crueler to just not kill him? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then, as you said, there's that slippery slope. It's like, well, is this is this better than actually killing them, or is it worse? Again, and then you become the Red Hood, too, where it's like, I'm not saying kill all of them, I'm just saying kill him. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, where it's like, they make Red Hood's argument, like, very viable in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Which is why he's such a compelling villain in his own right, because you're like, yeah, maybe he has a point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Black Mask, an interesting take on him here too as well. Probably Which is the reason shocker. this character. Yeah, probably the reason too this character came back in prominence the way he did. Yeah, making Black Mask interesting is not easy. Or at least just fun. Like I wouldn't even mm-hmm. say he's particularly interesting, but he's definitely a fun figure. And also too true to the comic because Black Mask was Gotham Ganglord at the time this original story took place. Mm-hmm. I also like, like that he's wearing like an 80s cocaine suit. Yes, exactly. You know, well, I mean, his name is Roman Sionis, so, you know, <laughs> you figure he's probably got a couple of them in there. But yes, I like that he's got this kind of like Tony Montana thing going on. Yeah. You know, he, he probably misses the white stuff, but he knows that, like, in 2010, it's not really relevant anymore. <laughs> He's probably one of those guys who's like, man, I really miss the 80s. How would he be even able to take cocaine? He just, like, tips it into the little nose hole. He's like Theo Vaughn there. He's like, look, I had to tilt my head up. I had to put it in with a straw. Just, just doing quiet little mouse bumps. <laughs> And again, too, they could very easily have made this character into, like, the Penguin or Mm Two-Face or any other more uh, prominent Batman villain, but I'm glad that uh, Winnick retains the fact of it being Black Mask. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot to like about this movie all over the place. It is, yeah. That golden age of animation where everything kind of came into place. Yeah, there was a point in these DC animated movies where they were all, like pretty good or if not at least all watchable yeah yeah they all had like their own little cavats but like overall they're all like really damn good and like were true to the stories and stuff like that Mm-hmm. i wish they'd go back to it because <laughs> <laughs> again like even when they do something different that's like outside the batman justice league safe zone they've made for themselves like that new wonder woman movie they got coming out i'm like yeah that looks interesting, but it also doesn't look as good as the Wonder Woman movie you already did. Yeah, well, it's like, and it's it's so strange because like they did that um that Batman Ninja Turtles film, and that film was amazing. That was great. 
you know what helped out with that? The fact that Nickelodeon probably put up half yeah. the money for it. That was great. And I'm like, oh, where was this? Like, can they just, like, team up with Nickelodeon and just, like, make these films? <laughs> Batman meets Hey Arnold. Batman babysits <laughs> the Rugrats. Hey, if Martian the animation Man is good and the story is good, I'm fine. Man, man, that's the thing. If they have all these, like, you know, Looney Tunes crossovers, that's something we need to do. Martian Manhunter and Invader Zim. Yeah. Like, some of these are just easy-ass layups. Yeah. Isn't this a cool, cool action scene? Batman saving, Very. like, stopping a helicopter from killing people. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And also, too, you know, it's a Bat family movie, too. We get to spend a lot of time with Nightwing as well to really hit mm-hmm. home the fact that his relationship with him is different than the one with Jason. Yeah, and as well as, like, doing that, is it's probably not very fun for jason as well like he gets to see no. his basically his replacement back yeah back here teaming with batman uh, again you know in the short time they actually do uh, examine their relationship isn't it a lot better than what we got in that Titans show that tries to do a lot of the same oh yeah it's so much better <laughs> what's great about this too is that when we do start seeing jason flashbacks in fact uh it's basically the tail end of the movie they're like no he was a good kid once and he had it all happen, and he had it all snatched away from him by fate. But it seems like every other version of the character in the comics or in TV, they're like, nah, Jason was always yeah, he, an asshole. He was always an asshole. They do, they're doing that in Titans at the moment, where he's just one big dick, and I don't know how anyone likes the character. And I'm like, if he was always an asshole, then why would Batman even try and recruit him? Ex- yeah, why would Batman even like care about him? Like, Red Hood being an asshole from the get-go makes Batman a terrible judge of character. <laughs> it and does. Makes him it look really stupid. does. Yeah. I'm the world's greatest detective, and I cannot detect that you're going to be a little psychopath. And again, that works for Damien, because it's like, well, shit, that's his blood kid, man. He can't help that. <laughs> look, I wouldn't recruit you, Damien, but I'm forced <laughs> to recruit you. Which, man, I guess historically, when we look at all the new Robins, I think almost every new Robin was universally hated when they started. Yeah, I, I think so. Was Dick really hated? Because I always remember, like, Dick being, like, the one everyone li- liked. Well, because Dick was the first in everything. So, of course, he was beloved because he was the only one people knew. And despite what people believe, this whole, you know, oh, golden age where Batman worked alone. In the comics, that was like a year. Yeah, for like a year. <laughs> Like, like a year of real publication time, and then they're like, he needs a sidekick, he needs someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> we hate just doing these speech bubbles. Give him, give him a kid to talk to. <laughs> I, I mean, I think people liked him when he started, but only because yeah. I think there was such like a long like drought of no sidekicks. People were like, all right, it's time for a sidekick again. I, I remember I liked him because of how different he was from Dick, where, where Dick was like very... um. So we're like hands-on whereas tim was like like intelligent and smart exactly and they pushed that right away because yeah. he used his brain and actually figured out that batman was batman yeah yeah i think that endeared people to him right away it's like oh shit he figured it out mm-hmm. they, they also use that trope that i think marvel has used so well with like miss marvel and everything this idea of being like oh but tim was a fan of batman see he's more like you because he really likes batman mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
And also, too, it's a good mystery, even if you don't know the build-up to it, to being like, yeah, who could this guy be? Yeah, yeah, if, if, if you're not familiar with, like, who Red Hood is, yeah, there's a great, great mystery there. Hey, you know what? They didn't feel they needed to change the mystery just to try and keep fans and non-fans guessing. <laughs> Hush! Yeah, uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah, they didn't feel they just needed to change it for no good reason, yeah. just because. Oh, yeah, no, you just reminded me of that Hush film. God damn it. I, compl- I yeah. actually completely forgot that film existed. That apropos of nothing, they're like, okay, we're changing it. Yeah, for no real reason whatsoever. Because we need... Because we need to feel that we need to have a twist for both first-time readers and non-readers and watchers, even if that means completely changing the uh, whole story. (laughs) I I did not like that twist. Hey, Batman's doing detective detective stuff. Ain't that nice? He's using audacity to fix the audio. (laughs) He really is. Oh, I'm going to upload this on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Got to get them clicks. <laughs> what kind of YouTube content do you think Batman likes? Like outdoor survivalist stuff? <laughs> outdoor survivalist stuff, probably like weird conspiracy theory channels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right into that. Well, as we saw in the Grant Morrison era, Batman totally spreads conspiracy theories about Batman to get them <laughs> off his trail. I would. Uh, look at this Frank Gorshin-ass era Riddler uh, right here. It's fantastic. Right down to the Robin with the moon boots and the short shorts and everything, too. It's so golden age. It's totally like a simpler time for all of these characters. <laughs> Also, hey, Huntress and Catwoman are going to be pissed you stole their signature weapons. <laughs> also, a nice touch that I only noticed right now as I watched this Blu-ray version. Uh, Jason literally kicked one of those goons out of his shoes, and then when he comes back later, he's not wearing shoes. Oh, really? I didn't even yeah, notice that. because he, he kicked him so fucking hard the first time. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if someone like is, is like attacked or like blowing up or something and they lose their shoes, that means they're dead. Mm-hmm. that's just like how it is <laughs> and now the escalation we're in the gritty yeah. modern era he's not in the moon boots anymore he's talking back yeah he's it's getting not... a bit edgier he's he's a bit more of a dick yeah it's not fun riddler crime anymore it's like real realistic drug yeah. crime yeah it's like they're raiding a crack house or something uh-huh And again, it's like I feel maybe one of the reasons that they don't use Jason to his full effect is that it makes Batman look like, oh, shit, it, look, it's the, uh, what is it? It's the face version of the Batmobile, too. Yeah, the one with the big bat on the front. The freaking Jim Lee, Frank Miller, I'm driving through a truck and it makes no sense mobile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe the reason that they're afraid to really take the Jason stuff to its fullest potential, it's like, oh, it makes Batman look like a really bad dad, doesn't it? And if he's a bad dad, maybe we don't want to root for him. Yeah, it it really does. As you said before, it makes him like look like he has no ju- sense of like judging character. Yeah, no like sense you, of you right or wrong. See when this when this kid was going bad, and you just kept mm-hmm. kept him around. Kept pushing it, but again, you know that's like one of the fascinating things too. And uh, I really liked that Batman and Robin Eternal book, and I feel that book didn't get enough credit because it actually did 
try and delve into this idea of like, well, what Batman basically does is train child soldiers, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucked up, isn't it? It's, it's very fucked up. And the way they always square that circle is saying, you know, these kids would have been out there in the streets in a costume one way or another. And so it's like Batman really had no choice but to train them or else, you know, they could end up dead or he could end up fighting them at some point. Yeah, so he's just choosing the lesser of two evils, I guess. Yeah, is the way they always square that circle. But with Tim, it's like, but what if you really – or with Jason, it's like, what if you really messed up, though? (laughs) Oh, I love this, like, gangland godfather shit. Quick, shoot up all the rackets. <laughs> Here we go, the old classic smashing the bar. <laughs> oh, see, look, right there, you get the illusion of blood, but you also get to say, nah, it's just red stuff in the bottle. See, back when these movies had restraint? Yeah, and creativity in, in the and way they show their violence. <laughs> exactly right jesus christ again I, I i miss these when you know you made a better movie when you weren't allowed to just do whatever you wanted yeah and so you get a little blood but it's not gratuitous and of course uh, kevin michael richardson who also played the Joker in The Batman, so it's funny to see him here, too. He's another great recurring voice guy. Oh, remember the Joker in The Batman? Yeah, when he had dreads and monkey feet. Yeah, and and he was, like, always in a straitjacket, because he's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this elsewhere, but the story of how Kevin Michael Richardson got that gig is actually, like, way more interesting than I think that show itself, and that is that he was in traffic was late for the audition got super pissed off and basically just yelled into the mic and that's what became the joker voice oh wow (laughs) also too hey we just watched a man get burnt to death (laughs) And and it wasn't gratuitous no now, these generic tech assassins here in the comic, they were actually, like, uh, actual villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, that's just th- generic. Yeah, I think it was, like, uh, Count Vertigo and Captain Nazi and, like, a couple other D-listers. Yeah, I'm fine with them being just generic because, again, it's, like, in the story, it's, it's just, like, another plot. Yeah, it's also, like, it's not about these guys. They're no. here to serve a purpose. Yeah. And, and and as well as like in here you you understand what's happening they they were hired by the criminals to deal with this guy mm-hmm. you, you understand it red hood's whole oh you know we can't defeat crime so i will regulate crime <laughs> which is an interesting idea that you know it's like is batman too idealistic in his trying to defeat crime where it's like dude people are always going to want to get high and gamble and do everything else and crime will spring up around that you know maybe you should try and fix the root causes of crime batman (laughs) i mean heck we even see that in the batman who laughs and all those alternate bruce waynes and one of them became basically like crime boss of gotham and he owns a casino and everything yeah and that that in turn led to the peace in gotham yeah so it's like that worked for that one Batman in that one universe. Which maybe at the end of the day, that's why I've always preferred Green Arrow, because Green Arrow stories are usually about him trying to fight the root causes of crime as much as just beat up criminals. Yeah, yeah, that that stuff in um, 
that he had in Rebirth at the start of Rebirth there was all that sort of stuff and it was great mm-hmm. and yes Batman does that too through his many great foundations and everything but it's like yeah but you also still have like the most famous supervillains in the world <laughs> running around your city yeah but again that's also why Batman is interesting because it's like well the stories continue to need to be told so that's what happens Oh, cool. He went through the car. (laughs) Blasting off again. (laughs) Man, the fight choreography in here is really goddamn good, too, isn't it? It is. It's really good. And this isn't even the best stuff. I have to say that they actually do save the best fight for the very end. Mm -hmm. When it's him and Batman having like a very close quarters fight in like a dirty apartment. Yeah. It's it's very like the raid actually. It is, yeah. This is, actually, I think this movie predates the raid actually. It, uh, yeah, I think it does by like a year or so. Th- then in that case, it reminds me very much of Jet Li's Unleashed when he fights <laughs> that uh, samurai sword wielding skinhead in a small English bathroom. <laughs> that movie's fucking great, by the way. <laughs> it really is. Yo, when are we gonna do Unleashed on commentary? <laughs> that movie's sick. <laughs> Or, uh, or I, guess, I think it's called uh, Canis Canum, Everywhere Else in the World, Dog Eat Dog. Mm-hmm. Or no, Danny the Dog, Everywhere Else in the World. It's one of those movies that gets weird uh, retitlings. Don't make me shock you. Don't make me Batman you. Oh, no. I have my own I'm taser. Res- yeah, I'm resourceful like you, Batman. But I'm a dick about it. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And here we get the big moral and philosophical debates. I'm different because I kill. Oh. But I'm not being an edgy boy about it. I'm I'm not just killing for killing's sake in this movie. I actually do have an end goal in mind. Yeah, I, I have reasons for this. Yeah, if I oust Black Mask, who is the current gang lord, and make myself the new gang lord, then surely I can regulate crime and, you know, save the city. <laughs> Which I think is basically like they're exploring that now in the Labdell book, the tail end of that, to be like, okay, what if he actually did become a gang lord? How, how would that work out? Except in that book, it's probably like very ham-fisted. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. Again, I don't know. I'm not reading it. But again, it, it's always like you always have villains like that, the ones who are like, okay, you know, I, you know, I, I'm an anti-hero, I do bad things, but for an ultimate goal, it's like, well, what happens once they actually reach that goal? I know they had Asriel take over Gotham in Nightfall, but that didn't really amount to much because he was crazy. Yeah. You know, what happens when a sane person does that? I mean, I guess the idea is if that's your way of fighting crime, you never stop because crime never stops. And it's like, well, I did it for this city. I guess I got to do it for another city now because if criminal empires aren't growing, they're dying. Mm -hmm. Oh, and poor Alfred. It hurts him more than anything, too, because he also helped raise him. Yeah. Whenever Alfred feels bad, we as the viewer feel bad because Alfred yeah. did nothing wrong. You, you know it. You know it's like the real shit. Mm-hmm, absolutely. 
I like too. Uh, again, attention to detail. Black Mask keeps changing his shirt and his little uh, what is it pocket square every time yeah. we see him. And this all, is the most it's all wonderful '80s colors as well. Oh yeah, all super pastels. This is probably the most Tony Montana here. The <laughs> white and the orange. I'm pretty sure Al Pacino did wear this one. <laughs> He just needs his desk filled with, like, cocaine. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a secret compartment. <laughs> Everyone line up to be punched. And yet I'm sure those henchmen are like, it's still better than working for Penguin. <laughs> I, like, I like that detail there with that guy. He punched the first one in the face and the second one, like, closed his eyes because he thought he was going to get punched in the face and he got punched in the gut. Yeah, it's the little things. And this last guy has no idea where's it coming from. Where's it coming from? <laughs> and even Black Mask's reasoning as like a dumb hood is like, well, what if they're in cahoots, though? What if this is like Batman's way to have pl plausible deniability? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if this really is just Batman? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's a coward too. I love that. Of course he is, as Roman Sionis. Who man, again, you know, Black Mask, I think they've tried just about everything under the sun to try and make him interesting and it never worked. Nothing ever sticks. No, it does. I think the last big thing they did with him was when they actually had, like, uh, one of the Arkhams replace him and become Black Mask 2. Mm -hmm. And then, again, Winnick, because he was writing Detective Comics at the time, played with that idea in the early New 52, but then they never did anything with it. No. They, 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 they're trying to do something with him now, with Tom Taylor giving him, like, Clayface powers. But, yeah. like, I don't think it's not going to amount to anything. They're making him poor man's chameleon, and I think yeah. they were also making him, like, in-universe Rupert Murdoch because he goes oh, to yeah. Australia and takes over a media tycoon. Oh, yeah, he totally is. <laughs> oh, you feel bad for this poor guy, too, who just showed up for work when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> And all these generic characters, too, I always wonder, I'm like, are these just the animator's friends? I feel like they must be. Oh, they probably are. Because I know uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, they were huge fans of, like, putting uh, Kevin Altieri and everyone else in the background of bigger shots. Because mm -hmm. really, why do you get into animation if not just to put your friends places? Of course, yeah, yeah. what's your password is it password is that why do people keep breaking out of arkham asylum <laughs> they never change it this is one nope. two three four <laughs> but b-u-t-t-s <laughs> at the old wayne cemetery Man, you know you're rich when you got your own, uh, what is it, your own plot of land to bury your family. <laughs> oh, man, how rich is he? He's got cemetery money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how big is the cemetery? The, the, the size of the cemetery, de de like, denotes your wealth. <laughs> uh-huh. I am so rich, don't you bother burying me next to all those poor people. <laughs> 
Oh, Master Bruce, I'd like to go a year without us having to exhume another corpse, but unfortunately we don't always get what we want. It does seem like Batman spends a lot of time in graveyards, doesn't he, digging up corpses? Yeah, yeah. I'd absolutely, I'd, I'd love if that, it's like actually Jason's real body in there, and he yeah. just like picked it up and just like falls apart. Like, oh, Master right. Bruce. Yes, because uh, as people may or may not remember the whole he was brought back via the Lazarus Pit thing, that was actually a retcon. Originally, mm. what it was is Superboy Prime punching the walls of reality. Yeah. Causing shit to change as part of, a, admittedly, a little bit lackluster in the greater scheme of things event. This is this was Judd Winnick's big like redo of being like, OK, well, they put him in the Lazarus Pit. Which, yes, it can bring you back when you're, like, dead or near death, but it might also turn you into an asshole, which might also explain why he's evil. Yeah, it'll turn you insane. Which, again, they've gone back and forth on that a lot, too, where it's like, did Red Hood become Red Hood because of exposure to the Lazarus Pit, or was he always going to become that anyway? Yeah. What kind of chips do you think the Joker likes? Original, salt and vinegar? Probably dill pickle, because they're green. <laughs> some weird flavor oh like shrimp he's a big fan of like those japanese shrimp cocktail chips or, or like 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 artisanal chips like like caramelized uh, onion and balsamic vinegar or something i could go for some of them right now but yeah you, you can only get him in one store and if you don't get him he's very upset yeah he'll like kill half of the inmates in arkham or something <laughs> this too how dangerous is joker don't even <laughs> give him a glass of water <laughs> Because that's another thing, too. Writers can never agree on how competent a combatant is the uh, Joker in the greater scheme of things. I, I subscribe to the to the fact that, like, he's so he's fought the fought Batman for years and years, so he would have picked up a few things. You would think so, right? I, I like the idea that he's wily. Like, what he does <laughs> in this scene here is perfect. Like, if you sent him in with a gun, he probably wouldn't have been able to kill them all, but that he had the uh, surprise on his side. Mm-hmm. And that it was such a small... They also go back and forth on how smart he is, too. I know in some stories he's perfectly good at working computers, and other times he has to, like, kidnap someone to work them for him. Yeah, or, or, or he just, like, smashes them up and that somehow works, or... Uh, yeah, he, he does, doesn't bother with that sort of stuff. Yeah, clearly he must know chemistry, because he's always making his mm -hmm. own Joker gas and Joker toxins and yeah. everything, so he's not an idiot, either. Uh, he, he puts that out on, like, Craigslist. <laughs> chemical terrorists needed or something seeking someone to mix chemicals must enjoy long watches on the beach <laughs> that's on the men seeking men board gotham clown seeks biochemists <laughs> no we'll funny business <laughs> yeah no funny business actually a little bit of funny business oh god what's his screen name you think xx joker king xx yeah uh, ace one two three or something oh okay. batman is a dill weed 420 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like to imagine joker when he's just like hanging out there on his smartphone he's like downvoting batman videos and leaving shitty comments <laughs> yeah that's how he passes his time he has really bad takes of batman on twitter on twitter all the time <laughs>
I like this bit here too because it is like it, it's very classic Batman movie stuff where it's like the the gangsters in the dark night, you know. Oh, we turned to a man we didn't fully understand. Uh, oh, the uh, mobsters in Mask of the Phantasm. We turned to the Joker and we didn't really understand him. Boy, <laughs> boy, did he make us pay for that. <laughs> Also, these guys only show up here in this one scene, but I love his goons in the prison orange, but also Joker gas masks. Yeah, yeah. So he would have like had to have busted them out and say, okay, guys, everyone put these masks on. I worked really hard. I stayed up all <laughs> night painting these for everybody. You have <laughs> and no I idea how home. hard it was to smuggle these in. <laughs> yeah, but I did it. Because, <laughs> like, look, if, if, if you're not going to put uh, some effort into it, then why even do crime, right? <laughs> I also like Rachel Ghoul being here and not really being an antagonist, being here for the purposes of exposition. Yeah, he just like knows what's going on, so like Batman's just gone to him and he's just like the, not fighting him because yeah. It's, it's a mutual respect thing and the mm -hmm. fact that Rach genuinely feels bad about what he did. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I was actually trying to help you because I do kind of like you and I wanted to bring your son back to life. But, oh, oh boy, I done goofed. I really I really stepped in it this time, Batman. <laughs> sorry, sorry I didn't tell you sooner, but it was just kind of awkward to tell you that I Frankensteined your son back to life. I bathed him in the ooze. Oh, not the ooze. It's the secret of the ooze. You can't stop the schmooze. <laughs> Man, the Lazarus Pit is so great as a concept. Yeah, it'll make you younger and stronger and save you from death, but it'll also make you insane. Is it worth it to you? <laughs> it's basically the pet cemetery, but in liquid form. It's too bad he didn't have the Nine Pit. Oh, yeah. Man, that's never going to get mentioned again. <laughs> Someone said maybe they'll use the nine pit to resurrect Alfred. I'm like, well, I'm looking at the solicitations here, and apparently he stays dead. So <laughs> Batman is further an idiot for not using the magical pit that can bring anyone back. A okay. <laughs> Batman, oh, I forgot where that pit was. Should have wrote it on my arm. I, I, what, what I like about that is like Jason's body was like perfect. Yeah, it's like he was in like an explosion. Yeah. He he wouldn't be like a person anymore. He'd be like a doggy bag. <laughs> well, you see, Matt, uh he died in Bosnia and the Undertakers there are very good at dealing with people who are <laughs> they in have bombings. experience. <laughs> They're really fucking good at their jobs, we hate to say. <laughs> and there's Talia. No lines, but I like she's just there. Because <laughs> she would be. Some Again, mo it's moments before she goes and turkey based Batman. Yeah, really. It's like, well, I'll be back, Dad, working on my own evil plot right now involving Batman and his kids. <laughs> See you in a minute. See you at dinner. <laughs> Ubu's not there. I'm sure he was out, you know, like getting everyone lunch. <laughs> hey, Ubu, we're doing a, a an evil Lazarus pit uh, resurrection thing. Can you go get us some Shake Shack? <laughs> gonna gonna need to keep our energy up for the for the evil. Oh, also, too, hey, uh, in uh, Red Hood Last Days, they also seek to imply there, or Lost Days, that uh, him and Talia actually had, like, an on-and-off relationship, too. Really? Yes, they did, which is fun that she's here for this little minute, just to even uh, draw a little reference to that. Because in Lost Days, he just, like, hangs out for a bit. He doesn't yeah, just yeah. jump out a window and disappear. Yeah. 
Well, he jumped out a window, and I figured, well, that's the end of that. Best not to pursue it any further. Yeah, I won't think about this anymore. <laughs> you know, the wheel was on. Had to go watch that. Yeah, I figured he, if it mattered, you'd our, be here to talk to me. Our choppers weren't fueled or anything. We couldn't go after him, you know. I just felt so embarrassed, you know, Bat. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm just going to leave it at this. Should we go after him, Ray? Nah. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> and here we enter Act 3, the big, uh, really impressively tying all of these seemingly uh, unrelated plot threads together. Yeah. It's really interesting, too, for Alfred to be the one to say, hey, if you're going to fight him, you have to stop treating him like your son or he will kill you. <laughs> He's not the kid we raised anymore. Oh, look, a little street tough Jason stealing tires. <laughs> yeah, stealing tires for, like, no real reason. Like, why steal the tire to sell on eBay? <laughs> Man, if, if I ever wrote him, I would say that he never got over that compulsion stealing tires. Yeah, he just keeps coming back to the, the Batcave with tires, like, Jason, you have to stop. They hold an intervention and everything. Get all like superheroes there. I have a problem. Everywhere he goes, fighting crime, he just can't stop but steal tires. <laughs> I'm really good at. It. Or you, you give him like a villain who is tire based, and he's like, finally, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that here Batman is ultimately being, you know, the idealist here, being like, no, I can get him back. No, I can fix this. <laughs> Which I guess speaks to him, too. It's like Batman hates failure. Batman is born from failure in lots of ways, and he just will do everything in his power to stop it from happening, even, you know, when he can't. Hey, it's Gordon in, like, the one scene he's in in this film. Yeah makes the world feel more complete he would show up here the the good old gotham blimps mm -hmm. the police blimps that were never a thing in real life but are totally a thing in batman i wish they were a thing can, can we start that now can we like divert some money away from the space force and everything and get some cool police blimps <laughs> i mean look we're gonna... like like a 1984 like oppressionistic yeah. government yeah, I was going to say, if we're going that way anyway all over the world, let's at least have some cool Art Deco blimps. <laughs> I'd be like, man, I hate this, you know, oppressive police state, but I love them blimps. I love how simple Joker's plan here is. I'm mm -hmm. just going to cover him in gas and light them on fire. And I think Joker is at the best when he's simple. He's like, I'm going to take over this street and I'm going to light everyone on fire. <laughs> I mean, n not to quote uh, Dark Knight too much there, but like he says, you know what I like about this stuff? It's cheap. <laughs> Joker being like an old man. And back in my day when I was the Red Hood, <laughs> we used to walk around with uh, onions on our belts, as was the style at the time. <laughs> Give me three B's, we'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in real life, you can't get that lighter working when you want it to. No. Did you fill it with gas, Joker? Is it, is it full? <laughs> get him a barbecue lighter. 
And the fact that they made Jason even smarter, too, to say that whole crime lord thing was really only part of a bigger plan to get to Joker. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan, and also showing that Jason is a lot like Batman in that regard. Plans within plans. <laughs> you were all playing checkers. I was playing red chess. He's on that 4D chess level. Mm. Get on my level. And the fact, too, that Joker enters the story late and openly says that he doesn't really understand what's going on or what's at stake. I don't understand what's going on. I'm just going to burn everyone. Yeah, really. I was going to do this shit anyway. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> oh, yeah, the Batplane could do that, too. <laughs> Luckily. He doesn't use the Batplane a lot, does he? I know he used it in Batman Superman this week. Yeah, it never really gets used all that much. I don't know why, like, because it's, it seems like, like the best thing for him to use. Air superiority. I guess he uses it in Justice League, too, when he can't like have Superman or Diana carry him around. <laughs> uh, that nice polluted Gotham River. Yeah. You think the New York River is disgusting. Joker falls in there, he turns back into Jack Napier. Yeah, really. It's like, oh, apparently the chemicals in there were the exact <laughs> compound I needed. Crazy, right? <laughs> Man, that's an Elseworlds story. Batman just keeps dropping Joker into other substances <laughs> to see what changes him back. All right, now we're going to try Jello. Nope, baby oil. Nope. <laughs> Salsa. We'll find it eventually. <laughs> This is also a thing from the comics as well, when he just beats the shit out of Joker with the same crowbar. Yeah, uh, it's, it's great. It's very cathartic. Ow. And again, they just show you the shadow in his legs, because that's all you need to see, because your imagination will make it way more horrifying. <laughs> it only hurts when I laugh. <laughs> That's because you have a collapsed lung, Joker. That's just so Joker, too. Even when he's dying, he can't help but make jokes and be a cut-up. <laughs> and, and as well as that, in, in a way, that's to, like, goad whoever's, like, beating him. Like, he does it with Batman all the time. Yeah. It's like he wants, he wants, it, it adds to that, that whole, like, Grant Morrison, like, Frank Miller thing where he's like, oh, the Joker, like, secretly wants to fuck Batman. Mm -hmm. He loves him more than anyone else. Even Snyder says that, too. Where yeah, it's like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm the only one who understands you, Batman. I love you more than any of the sidekicks ever will. <laughs> and here we are, the, the fateful day with the stolen tires. Which, again, the, the friggin' balls on this kid. I'm going to steal <laughs> the tires off the Batmobile. <laughs> I can explain. <laughs> but the fact that Batman remembers that wistfully and it even makes him smile a little bit. Mm. Uh, he stopped Ooh. by the local like shopping mall for his for his, for his ninja stars. <laughs> Nah, he orders them online. He's got a guy. <laughs> Wish.com. 
There you go. It's got a dragon on the blade. <laughs> you know it's cool then. Uh-huh. Man, I've always wanted to do like the wish.com challenge where I just buy like a whole outfit's worth of shit and try it on and see, you know, what fits <laughs> and what's made of horse hair. But then it's like, well, I really don't want Wish to have my fucking credit card information. <laughs> Apparently there are websites that like will uh, let you mask your credit card and do like a like a burner thing for one time purchases. Okay. And they literally sell themselves of being like, "Hey, are you buying shady stuff from China online? Well, <laughs> we got the service for you." <laughs> Man, this fight is good. I, I love how Jason's just like taking Batman apart. It takes the belt off, oh, yeah. cuts his cake, cuts his his hood. It really, really builds. And yeah, his costume like gets torn away almost to nothing at the end. Yeah. He knows exactly where to hit it. And we get a big unmasking moment for both of them. Ah, uh, but no. Yeah. And the fact that under his mask, he's wearing another mask. mask. <laughs> That's how you know I'm Robin, because I'm wearing the little Robin mask. I like that lightning lightning strike how it like changed mm-hmm. for a minute changed him back to robin costume yeah again it's symbolic because underneath it all i'm still robin and underneath that mask he's got another mask another man a gorilla mask a smaller, a smaller mask <laughs> he's the russian nesting doll of masks <laughs> I've even weaponized my red hood. What if he accidentally like sat on that button while he was wearing the helmet? Yeah, really. He he doesn't give a shit, man. Red Hood ain't a scared of nothing, especially not explosions. Hmm. That knife that does look like something from wish.com. It really does. No, no, it's a super cool League of Assassins knife, we promise, which Raish also bought in bulk off Wish. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wow, they look really cool and assassin-like, so that's why I bought them. You don't get to be the demon's head by spending a lot of money. <laughs> They're good for, like, two stabs, and then they'll snap. <laughs> yeah. As anyone who's ever had a really cheap knife can tell you, yeah. <laughs> No, not my pimp-ass jacket. <laughs> again, my he, look. He, again, he bought that jacket from Wish.com, which is why it like, set on fire so easily. Yeah, really. It was like, made out it's... of like, polyester or something. Yeah, it smells terrible, too, for some <laughs> reason. And you'll never know why. <laughs> yeah, this this is the bathroom fight scene. Yeah. That this is like the coolest shit because you never see heroes like this fight in such a small space. And so violently. Very violently. Like you could, again, because we all have tile in our bathroom. We know what that feels like or reasonably know what that could feel like. They're not fighting someplace cool on a tall building or in the back cave. They're fighting in a dirty bathroom. Yeah, crack house bathroom. Mm hmm. Phew. Well, you're not getting the lease back on this place. <laughs> this place had a lease? Yeah. <laughs> it's got no roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's Gotham real estate. It was priced to move. <laughs> oh, yeah, I also have a gun. <laughs> mm. 
This is where he really lets him have it, too. Like, you can tell he's rehearsed this speech many times in the mirror. <laughs> in to the mirror, get yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm at the center of this. I'm, I'm important. <laughs> I like that jumping out of the closet. <laughs> scooch, scooch, scooch. It's a good thing Batman decided to put his mask back on. Yeah, really, right? Now, this is a hell of like a Sophie's choice here. You can either kill me or I'll kill him, or you can kill him and I won't. <laughs> either way, you have to hurt someone. This is like the choice you get in like a video game where it's got like the exactly. timer. And you get the good ending or the bad ending. And Batman's like, fuck you, I collected all the collectibles, I get the real ending. <laughs> And that he invokes all, like, the right stuff to, you know, the friends he's crippled, you know, Barbara Gordon, Sarah mm -hmm. Essen, all the people he's killed. Yeah, all the and we'll continue. Them, yeah. <laughs> and because this is comics, we'll continue to kill and continue to hurt until there's another <laughs> crisis. And Batman, who maxed out his charisma and speech craft for this encounter... <laughs> Yes, he can, rolled a nat he can talk down the, the villains. Yeah, he, he rolled a nat 20 <laughs> on, uh, what is it, persuasion on this one. No, it's not that it would be, uh, what is it, too hard for me to cross that line. It's that it would be too easy. <laughs> Which is how I always, uh, in my mind, uh, equate Batman not killing his foes, even when there are people like the Joker. It's like, eh, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's why I'm really upset because he took me away from you because you are my father and I still love you even though I'm doing all of this. <laughs> Again, see, look look what a three-dimensional character Jason is in this. <laughs> He's not just, you know, the embodiment of every angry teenage. You fuck you, Dad, I'll play my music as loud as I want. <laughs> he bit man have a gun. We'll yeah. shoot him together. And maybe that's why, too, that Jason and Red Hood only ever makes more sense as a villain or an anti-hero who's not affiliated with the Bat family. Because as soon as Batman, like, lets him back in the inner circle, it's like, uh, you know, everyone he shoots is your fault now, Batman. <laughs> Remember when you, you let said him wear the, the... The, the gun was the weapon of the enemy and stuff like yeah. that? And... Yeah, and the fact that Jason continues to want to use the gun and doesn't see the irony in that, it's a real... That's my problem I've always had with Jason Todd and Red Hood ever since they brought him back. Yeah. Just the shit that makes no sense. But he uses rubber bullets, though. Mm. I'm like, well, that, he's still he's, he's using a gun. It's still the symbol of the gun, everything <laughs> that Batman tries to defeat. It's not just, like, the gun as a tool. It's the gun as a symbol. <laughs> Which is why he became the Bat, to defeat the gun. I think Denny O'Neill says that, that Batman's whole existence is to defeat the gun. Yeah. Because when you're that good and that well-trained, you can do cool shit like that. <laughs> and even Joker thinks it's hilarious.
you found a way to win and everybody still loses, which is what the Joker wants almost more than anything. He even said that in a, what is it? Uh, the Batman who laughs just recently. He's like, yeah. no, but what I really want is a scenario where none of us win. Yeah, I so don't we win, keep, you don't win. We all lose. We, we keep doing this forever. Because you complete me, Batman. <laughs> we are in a weird codependent relationship. <laughs> and Batman with the, okay, I don't have to, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. I will save uh, Jason, though. <laughs> but Joker never dies, though, because he's protected by popularity, the greatest yeah. superpower there is. He's in traction now. Yeah. <laughs> Give him six months, he'll be back. That's okay. His best friend Catwoman will be there to help him through. That's a thing that's canon now. <laughs> we don't talk about that. No, no, we don't. <laughs> and like even Batman for a second, they're like, is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> oh, God damn it. No, he's not. <laughs> like he's even a little disappointed. <laughs> Where it's like, come on, all I want is plausible deniability. I didn't kill him. The explosion killed him. <laughs> And the fact that, like, they're totally cool with this being a sad ending, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a downer ending. But that's the only ending you can have to a story like this. It is, it really it's, is. It's the fight continues, but the scars will remain. Mm -hmm. And they really hit it home by actually having the last few minutes be a flashback to his first night on the job. Yeah, it, it kind of ends in that hopeful thing, but then you obviously know that, like, oh, that's not going to be be what it be what it's like in the future it's yeah gonna... we know how this ends but yeah. let's at least try and remember the happier times yeah and yeah like in the comics too he doesn't take down the uniform it's a reminder mm -hmm. it doesn't change anything the jason i knew still died you know in my crusade he he honored me to quote uh dark knight returns again too that's a, that's another big reason too jason ended up dying in the main universe because he died in dark knight returns mm -hmm. what yeah, is it's a the, really what does this bruce look older than the like present bruce then <laughs> yeah i don't know Yeah, just just a really effective and a really bold choice to end it on this note too. Yeah. To be like, let's end it with one last little flashback to really hit home the tragedy. And again, make like this Jason is so much better than like like comic Jason and like TV Jason and stuff like that because he he's not a dick. It, he became one. He was a good kid once, Jason, and that's the tragedy. This is yeah. what the job does to you. Well, yeah, so that was Batman Under the Red Hood, everyone. I think we can agree. This is a really good one. In fact, I think this is probably one of the best ones they've done. If I did a top ten of the DC animated movies, this is probably top five, maybe top three. Even. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. 
Yeah, this is really, really solid. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, uh, Joker will probably already be out in theaters and I'll be away. Uh, be sure to listen in next week. Uh, I'll tell you all about my trip. And uh, yeah, we'll probably talk about the movie too, if I've had time to see it. I will try and see it before our next yeah, show. I'm, I'm going to try and see it before our next show as well. But yes, thank you everyone for watching and listening. Uh, I've been Joel. I'm Matt. And we will see you all again next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.